Welcome to the next movement. This is Rob. This is Z. I'm Zilla Rocca. Hey. Bodies turn up like Lady in the Lake. That's a Marlowe film, you wouldn't know that. Just Instagram, I'm like Kodak. Blow out with the saturated corner. Border, anytime you cross your corner. Send books to all my supporters. Good taste, don't die of boredom. $30 bourbon rewards, huh? You can't ball just like Fordham. Pick one when my name comes up. Here again, enemy stranger, friend. Hey, <laughs> Steve, Stevie Z, the very first uh, guest here. Uh, why not me? Why not me? <laughs> Could be anyone. Why not? Why not me? Why not, Stevie Z? Let me crack it off. <laughs> How do you two know each other? We went to undergrad together. Correct. A temple. Feels like a lifetime. I ago. just paid off my temple student loan last Damn. month. Fourteen years later. Wow. That's God bless. Just pay it off. That doesn't seem like that long in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Just no. Off. Well, congratulations. Thanks. I, I'm a now a grad. Yeah. I did it. Like, the certificate is valid. Yeah. Like, that was like a holder one. Again. Yeah, they were like, like, there's a fake. There's always a threat. They would take it back. You know what I mean? They're like, we'll give you the real one. Now you're paid up. Now you can start donating money. <laughs> I was remembering, uh, as I was preparing for this, I was remembering... I really have no concept of time, but I remember going to see you perform. Do you remember the diner that was in Snyder oh, Plaza? Shit. I live three blocks from there. That's where I live now. Yes. That's where you live now. Yeah, I'm a third yeah. wolf. Yeah. Yeah, I went to that diner. You went to that show. Wow. To see you play a show, and mm-hmm. there was like five people. <laughs> there was a band. It was all bands. It was a band. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a live. It was live band. Buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was but, so funny. I had not thought about that in years. <laughs> I forgot about that show. <laughs> I played a lot of worse places than that in my life. That was pretty great. That was it? That yeah, was it was like good. women walking out with milkshakes and shit, and I was like yeah. rapping. That was fun. <laughs> I played way worse places than that. It so was. I mean, it was fun to be yeah, there. That was great, dude. And then you were, <clears throat> you were my project manager at Disc Makers. That's right. That was was that intentional? I for, I think, I think so. it must have. You must have reached out to me. Yeah. I must have. That was uh, Clean, Clean Guns. Guns. Yeah, my first, my second group. Yeah, that was the second group. My second group. So who? Wh- the first group was at the show you went to. That was with that was with uh, PJ and Noah. No, and PJ and Noah weren't at that show. Really? Oh, they were. Yeah, they were my group. They were. They backed me up. They were DJing and playing the shit off the laptop. I don't remember them being there. Well, they were. So. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> if you're out there somewhere, Stark, Starkbot, Starky, yeah. He's Starkey. cool, listen. Yeah. Noah's now a senior VP at Columbia. Wow. After just leaving Kanye's. He worked for Good Music yeah. for eight years. Noah was the what? studio engineer for Kanye. Yeah, and he was, in my first, he was my first DJ in college. You told me you knew somebody that was. Yeah. Like I went, when I was listening to the podcast, I was like, ah, you know, spill the beans. <laughs> Noah has no concept of who I am, I'm sure. <laughs> wow. I'm sure I am. Yeah, far, you just got done being engineer. with Jay and, and, well, not Jay anymore, but with Kanye for the last, since Watch the Throne up until this year. Right. Damn. Yeah, oh, everything. Everything he's made. Yeah. yeah, I often reflect on my um, experience in undergrad <laughs> and think about where some of my contemporaries are and feel pretty lame. 
Me too. Also me. Oh, also on. me. Know, come on. But we're here, and they're there. You yeah. know, and they've hung out with Two Chains and Big Sean and Travis Scott many times. Travis. A lot. Yeah. A lot of Travis Scott. A lot of Kid Cudi. They've been chilling with him. So we could just you know pick it apart and make fun of it. It sounds like not that much fun to me, actually, now that you've laid it out. You're there all the time with these dudes. Like, yeah. All the time. Yeah, all those yeah. people you just named, I'm like, meh. <laughs> I'm un- unimpressed. No. Right. I just got to a point where the idea of like spending countless hours in a studio like, was not appealing to me anymore. No. It's like, I just don't have the attention span. That's what it is. I realize now that I'm a college grad that, uh, like my man, uh, my homie Alaska, he used to be in the group of Hangar 18. He said it, and I was like, "You're." I'm gonna say that. Like we, I basically went to school for rap. Like I don't use anything for my degree in my daily life, right? Ever. But I went to school because I was like, I want to know how to do that, use that box, and like make albums and yeah. like, do shit. So that's it. But like I didn't use it in real, in real world to support myself. I, I never. <laughs> well, I never really did. I and I was thinking on my way over here tonight. The, the similarities between podcast and radio have always oh, yeah. been. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did that. Me. Yeah. And I went to school. Thinking about radio, me too. And on my way over here tonight, I was like, someone just fucking told me that, you know, like in ten years, yeah, I could just record in my bed. No, did you did you used to splice the tape with the razor? Yeah, we used to get the reel to reels and have to get a marker to edit it and then splice it with a razor and then tape it and then put it back on a reel to reel. Yeah, because they were like, you might work at a radio station where they have reel to reels someday, even though this is really old already. <laughs> I did, but I did work at a radio station. Did you? Had, yeah, oh, and. I watched the, the like head engineer like cut tape like it was nothing like it was breathing. So dope though. And it's so dope to do that. It was amazing. It's so cool. And then we would do like the eight tracks so like you record a commercial on the eight track and yeah. you scrub it with a magnet and you'd record back on top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is was... like computers were available. Like this is not the eighties. <laughs> right. This is two thousands. No, for some reason we like that. That think about that time was closer to eight tracks and reel to reels. Than it was to fucking podcasts and iPhones. That's really depressed. Now I feel old. <laughs> Isn't that old. crazy? I feel old now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good choice of alcohol. Love City. Shouts to Love City. Unity. Perhaps our new sponsors. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. The other story I thought about when I was thinking about you coming on mm-hmm. was you called me one summer night and you were like... What's <laughs> <laughs> a night? You were like, you got to come out to this, this, uh, this thing. And I was like, okay, I was doing nothing. So I drove, I had the most, you gave me the most vague like directions. <laughs> it was somewhere in West Philly off, off uh, Lindbergh Avenue. Okay. Which uh, 10 years ago seems like a mistake. Right. Uh, but I drove out there and parked in the parking lot that I was directed to. It's in some fucking industrial area. Okay. There are no people around. <laughs> it's pitch black. Okay. And you and PJ come walking out of the woods. Oh yeah, I remember that, yeah. And the whole time, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, this is that. so weird. And you walk me down this like unlit, dark path next to the river, next yes, to the school board. I remember this. Yeah. And the closer we get to the river, the, the more I can hear this like thumping bass. Yes. And then I start to see like tiki torches. Mm-hmm. And I, at that point, I'm sure that Steve is like leading me to some like fucking seance or something. Correct. I'm going to watch a baby <laughs> <Right>. get sacrificed. <laughs> yes. All right. It turned out it was just. Some nerds in a field with a, <laughs> with a folding table, a DJ, just listening. And to, there was like a generator. Yeah, and they had a generator powering like the, the PA's at a laptop. And yeah, they just like nerdy dudes saying just around. fucking drum and bass all night. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it was cool. It was really. It was cool. really fucking weird. It was, it was very weird. It was so weird. Like, Paul's weird. <laughs> He's a weird guy. 
But he became a big electronic artist. Yeah. That, so there you go. And yeah. he's on my new album too, which is fun. Start yeah. What's the What's the uh, track that he? The song's called "Name on the Buckle" that he produced. Name on the Buckle. Yeah, he produced that one. I haven't worked with him in like ten years. Nice. He's funny. So yeah, it was like a combination. If you rapped, I would have got you on the album at this point. <laughs> Or produced, or DJ, or contributed some somewhat to the culture. I could be on a the, skilled level. The next, uh, I could be your Michael Rappaport. I could be, just be fine. talk just shit at the opening of the album and then say like kind of like very outdated slang, but like very earnestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> to where I'm like, oh, I respect him. He's a little cheesy, but like, all right, right. He like really pushes me with that shit. You ever see him dance? No, nah, man. I never see him. You won't want to. You no, won't want to have anything to do with him anymore. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I just did an impression of him at the other show. I just came off of too. Can we hear it? Yeah, it's I, the only one I do is. You ever seen the movie Copland? Long time ago. Yeah, it's with him mm-hmm. and uh, Stallone. Stallone. Yeah, it's his best performance. Um, De Niro's in it. Yeah, and uh, Harvey Keitel's in it. And there's a scene where he's he's scared of Harvey Keitel. They're in a water tower. There's the only impression I can do my rap for. He goes, he goes, stop it, Ray! Don't come over here, Ray! Stay right there, Ray! That's it! Stop! That's all I can do. That's, all I can do. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I feel like, though, any impression... Does he not say fuck? He does not in that scene. Okay. Not especially in that scene, no. I feel like he, his character's name's Superboy. I don't remember any of these. I saw it in a theater for some reason. You have an incredible uh, memory. For mundane things. This Tonight, right before I left, I did not remember my wife wanted a vegan pizza with uh, that was white. Yeah. Because she, she can't have tomatoes. I forgot that. So she was very upset with me right before I left to do all these shows. Yeah. She was very, very heated. I don't remember that. I remember like useless things like this. Okay. All and right. Culture and yes. but not the vegan pizza. Not so much like things that are happening in my life mm. currently. <laughs> Dad brain bro. Well, it's, yeah. It's, 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 I know what you mean. It's fast. Yeah. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. So you've been doing this for a while now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, man. I think what I what I've respected about your your career, if I could call it that, you, you can. Is the is is the hustle? Okay. Like, a lot of hustling, man. But always with like. In my memory, mm-hmm. you've always had like a full-time gig. You've always yes. been working and then doing rap shit on the side. Correct. Because rap doesn't pay the bills, though. Yeah. That's the bottom line. But uh, if you want to, like there's a couple ways you can go with it. Is like you could just tour nonstop, put out a lot of music, mm-hmm. press up vinyl and shirts and go at it. Like go really hard nonstop. And I have friends that do it and play shows some night for five people and next show play for 40 people and... And you can make like, I don't know, like $35,000 a year doing that? Mm-hmm. forty grand, maybe? Yeah. Like going hard as hell all the time. Yeah. Or you got to be Travis Scott. Like there's really no middle ground. There's right. not. There's no middle class. No. So like, like to me, like the only middle class group is like, and now they're gigantic as like Run the Jewels. They're like the only like middle class group where like they make a lot of money per show, but like my mom doesn't know who they are. You know what I mean? Like they're right. not that famous. Right. Yeah. And I would say, yeah, the only reason they made it more money than, like, the most, like, people that are, like, kind of unknown is because they have other shit in the works. Like, they have clothes, they have all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, merch. Licensing, yeah. Marvel, Black so, Panther soundtrack, all yeah. that shit. Yeah. I wondered if they would have as much money as they have if they didn't do all that shit. I don't know. Like, but they also have, like, 20-year careers before that. Right. Month, exactly. They do. Where they, they were do. hustling nonstop they to, do. Make, like, to, to, to make, like, teacher money. Right. Like low level public school. Yeah, they money. weren't. Um, I heard LP say before, bef- they got together and they did run the jewels that he was kind of like broke as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Def Jokes Killer folded. Mike, too. Def Jokes folded because he was broke as shit. Yeah. He was in charge of like, both he couldn't of pay them. He couldn't pay, pay the artists. Right. Yeah, both of them were like down and out and then they found each other and then shit blew up. Yeah. 
So it's like that's there. That's the only way you could really do it. And like, yeah. if this was like the '90s, you could be like a like a nice middle of the road act and do like. 500,000 units and just keep rolling with that. Like yeah. middle class. Like Red Man was like that kind of artist. Gangstar. Yeah. yeah. It's because in the 90s everyone got signed. Everyone got signed and like everyone was just selling records. Like if you were a flop you would sell 700,000 like you were a flop. Right. You flopped. Right. You know what I mean? Like you had to be double, triple just to be like out there. So once the internet and then indie stuff changed and then like mom and pops closed and all that like, it, like I'm friends with a lot of people that do it all the time and I see how hard they work and I was always like I can't do that lifestyle. Like, I have things to pay for, and I can't, like, be, like, a gypsy dude, yeah. like, crashing on couches. for. Like, I just, I can't do it. I wish yeah. I could. Yeah. So I've done tours and, and seen what it's like to be like, wow, tonight we made $3, tonight, tomorrow we make 150 Uh What do we do in between? You know what I mean? Like, so it's fun, though. It's more like a lifestyle. Like, if that's your thing, cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I was like, I had to pay for a college degree. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. pay for a phone. Which pay you, for rent. Which you've done. I've done. Yeah. So it's like I always had to – like my dream was never to work the whole time and always like to do music full-time at some point. But then like when it is your full-time job, then it is a job. Like I need to make this yeah, album yeah. to pay my bills. Right. Yeah. I can't just like chill and be inspired and like, take a break. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. you are literally gr- gr- like grinding it out every year. Every single. To keep day, the lights yeah. on. Literally. And then I like, do features and then try to do license. Like yeah. there's a lot of hustling. So yeah. if you're a hustler, like it's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I'm not so much that. Last time, I think the last time I saw you was it Run the Jewels. Show? Was it Run the Jewels? Yeah, show? I think it was Run the Jewels one. I think it was too. Yeah, like we were early on that shit. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were early. We yeah, were, we were so the early. inside track. We were. Yeah. <laughs> so that was before they like became millionaires. Right. They were just getting because both into of their albums just dropped. They were touring on their solo albums, right. and, and then they would do a Run together. the Jewels set at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a great show, man. It was, as I recall, you. You had you had like a mission that night. You were planning to go speak to somebody. Back, I'm wondering oh, about Trackstar. I don't know who you were. Trackstar. Who you were there he's to talk to? Yeah, it's my homie. Okay, yeah, so he he got me in. Okay, I wondered after that show how much like networking you've had to do to try and like. <sighs> Networking's a bad word. Together. I don't like that word. Oh, sorry. You know I mean? <laughs> it's all right. No, no, because like I, I was always like. I remember like, when I graduated college, like you have to like go to these networking events. Like you have to like network and like meet employers. And it was a rap shit. It was like you need to network with other producers. You need to network and hand out your CD and like give out business cards and like have a portfolio and like a folder and a binder. And like I'm not good at that. Like I'm not good at like like fake transactional relationships. Like I don't, I don't like that. It's yeah. very like right. glossy and I'm, I'm not into it. I like like if someone said like kicking it or like kicking it with people, then I would have been like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to go kick it with that guy. Right. Kick it with that girl. So, I I was I don't like the network. It's like to me like I don't like to forge relationships. Right. You know what I mean like I'm not into that. So like the best relationships I have are like slow and long and like started years ago on a really just chill path. Mm-hmm. Not like I need some shit from you. I'm gonna pretend to be cool with you because I need shit. Right. And then once I get it, I don't need to be cool with you anymore. Right, right, right. So I've dealt with a lot of people like that. You just have to like promoters and writers and bloggers and producers but like i don't enjoy that you know what i mean it's just not i like people like i could just kick it with outside of like oh i need a verse or like yo are you watching a sixers game what's up uh you know right, what i mean right. like i'd rather have that I, I don't i don't like feeling like like i said transactional like i don't i don't like that part of rap whereas a lot of people are good at that and they mm-hmm. like it and i just don't right <laughs> so. i've heard the term noir rap mm. associated with your name i created it quite often <laughs> that's that was my marketing pitch. Yeah. Tell me about, tell us about noir rap. 
All right, so this this is what we're doing. This is our we're halfway there. We're just drinking good shit. Yeah, that's the first step. Okay, you're drinking good alcohol. All right, because most rappers drink like cranberry vodkas and like Heineken. No, they don't even drink. They don't is even that drink a thing that anymore? anymore? No. Oh, okay. I'm really rappers just drink like gross beer. Yeah, they just drink like Saint gross Ives and Beck's beer, like disgusting beer yeah. all the time. Like proud of that shit. Like, I got a fucking forty in his lasers, Koki die hundred. Yeah, and then then one day it was like. Yeah, I got my vodka cranberry. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Like, why are you drinking that shit? So, you know, like, Ciroc. Like, so we're already on a good path. We're drinking, like, really good shit. And then the rest, when I started doing records like that, I was, like, thinking about it. You need to have, like, a like noir is, like, you know, film style and a style of book and writing. But it has, like, a slang to it. Like, I always like, I always like detective books and movies because they're very, like, slanged out, which rap is. Yeah. So I always like how they would use words that you wouldn't see or hear in other books. And then there was always like an element of like darkness to it. Not like violence or like bludgeoning people, but like you don't like something bad's gonna happen to somebody. It's like ominous. Like, yes, it's yeah. like ominous. Yeah. And you really don't know what's gonna definitely happen. And there's always like a person with like high morals and principles, and there's always like a lovable loser, the gambler, the drunk, the femme fatale, like and I would always kind of write stories like songs that would kind of have that shit in there. So I just started connecting the dots and my buddy Jeff, who runs the label I put this record out on, he was just like, yo, it's all there. Like, you just got to call it this. You know what I mean? It makes sense. So I was like, all right. So I kind of ran with that. I did a bunch of records like that. And now I just kind of, I just do it like here and there on, on certain songs and certain stories. You know what I mean? But that was like my thing I put out there. Like, okay, I'm not trying to compete with like Wale or some shit. Like, this is going to be what I do. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not going to chase these dudes. Yeah, you created your own lane. Yeah, that was, that was it. So it kind of stumbled into it. But once I did, I was like, now I know like what to avoid. Like what beats not to pick. Yeah. Like, what songs not to make. Right. What people not to collaborate. It, it wouldn't make sense. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's, certain, there's people I've been friends with a long time that are artists and I just haven't worked with them. Because I'm like, we don't have a thing that would fit together very well. Yeah. Even though we're mad cool and we love each other's shit, it just doesn't work. Right. So I don't want to just force it just because we're friends. You, you grew up in South Philly, right? Yeah. How much does your South Philly heritage inform the the sort of noir rap it's, storytelling? It gives you like I grew up because I used to always not like I don't know where both you're from Maryland right right and where are you from all over uh, all over yeah my so parents like, are in the military uh, so yeah. there you go so you have like a big perspective yeah so I don't know if there was like a certain city you were in at some point where like people like frowning that shit they're like mm, that's not where you want to be like if you lived in a place like that yeah. All right, so like, and when you came to Philly from Maryland, your family was like, mm. no, my mom was really upset. Uh, she, that I was she was moving. really upset. Yeah. Right. So like for a long time, like Philly was not popping. Yeah. It was like, it was, mm, that's gross. Everyone there is an asshole. It's yeah. It was like a couple of years before mm-hmm. I moved here. It was like the murder, cap- murder capital. Of the right. It wasn't, country. it wasn't jumping. Right. So South Philly was like, wait, everyone was like, get the fuck out of South. Everybody from South Philly was moving to Jersey, like in mass. Everyone was mm. fleeing South mm-hmm. Philly. So it was always like frowned upon. And only up until like the five, six years ago when they started like bringing, you know, restaurants here and gentrification and bars and artists, like then it became the shit. Now everybody moved back. Like my oh, property yeah. values exploding, which is cool. But I was here the whole time, even though like, but I lived in different, like I lived in Fairmont, I lived in South Street, I lived in, uh, lived in South Philly like three times, Italian market. So like I lived in different parts of Philly. I lived in Jersey briefly and I traveled like for music in my life. But when I would say I was from Philly, people would always be like, oh, like, like those mob guys, like South Philly, like, oh, man, uh, Stallone, Rocky, like, it was always that shit. <laughs> oh, I have a cheese steak, you know, it was always like, whatever, man. 
So now, now that everybody likes to be here, and now like I have like roots officially, like I own a home in South Philly. Now I just can be like into it versus like always having like kind of like I'm from South Philly. Like, yeah. Like kind of be nervous about it because right. everybody likes it. And but at the same time, like everybody who's new, I'm like, you weren't here when it was fucked up, so you didn't earn this. Like <laughs> yeah. you didn't earn to be here when it's popping. Right. I yeah. was here. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like getting robbed. Like that happened. You know what I mean? Like people just pissing on my steps. Like yeah. I went through that. You know what right, I mean? So right. to me it's like I embrace it more now. Where in the past I was always like trying to be at arm's length. You know what I mean? So now but I was living here and working here, so now I'm always thinking about like when I write songs, I'll think about people and stories I remember that just come to me that at the time it was like that guy's a real loser. Yeah. And now I'm like, that's a great story. Wow, I'm gonna tell it. Right. You know, so like it's fun to do it like that and pull from all these people I've been around and worked with and like having weird jobs. Like I used to be a butcher, I delivered pizza, I'd friggin' worked as a courier. Like being around all these people and weird rappers too, and artists, like you start gathering like how Biggie was. Like Biggie didn't do all that shit. He was around people that were, yeah. and he was like right. telling their yeah. stories, like just right. sitting there watching. Like that dude sat on a step. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he wasn't like mm-hmm. a cocaine overlord. You know what I mean? Like he was a smart dude, so he was just soaking it in and then like giving his spin. So my shit now is like that. And when people who aren't from here listen to my music, they're like, "Oh, like you tell like this Philly shit." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I do." But it's not like the way Beanie Siegel tells it, or how right. Will Smith tells it, or how Tariq tells it. You know, what I mean, the roots, like, right. or P.D. Craft. Like, mine is very specific to like my version of South Philly, which is like gambling, bookies, low lives, like dudes smashing up their mom's cars and like living at home. Yeah. And, you know, like <laughs> that world of guys that like I would spend a lot of time with people like that, drinking with them, like mob wives be around, like yeah, those diners, right, like, right, right. Yeah. Been there a lot, so now like now that I'm not in it, I can like pull from years of it, which is fun because I'm old. <laughs> but yeah, but what, it makes for great yeah, material. That's what I'm saying. That's what hip hop is about storytelling. It. it is. You know, I'm not. I'm like I'm. I write more stories now, like based off things that I remembered happened like ten years ago, eight years ago, fifteen years ago, and thinking like at the time, like oh that was crazy. Someone told me that, and now I'm like yo. That's a song, dude. Like, mm-hmm. no one has said that in a song. I will yeah. put that in a song now. Yeah. Yeah. And just take it. You know what I mean? Right. It's kind of cool. <laughs> it is. So, future former rapper. Yeah, the new album. Yeah. It's out. It, it's it available. is. <laughs> yeah. It's been out for a little while now. Yeah, right? man. A couple weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks. You happy with it? I'm very happy. It's uh, it's interesting when you put out records and, you know, people, you know what the reaction's going to be. Like, you've no clue. Mm-hmm. So, you can love it. Like, there's times I love records and, like, no one gave a shit. And I was, like, really hurt. And other times I was, like, that song was a joke. I don't care. People are, like, I love this song. And I'm, like, that song was ridiculous. Like, that was funny. Like, I don't know why you like this. Right. So you just don't know. So you got to just kind of, you just have to really like what you do and not care what people think. Because your job as an artist is just to make stuff and share it. So right. the record is, like, it's songs I wanted to share. And it's funny because, like, a lot of them are older and it took me a long time to make the record. But... Now that it's out, I'm like, all right, like that's off. I got the next stuff coming. Like I have another record coming out next year, done, it's finished. Um, and I put out three other projects this year, so I was just like, it's just kind of emptying things out. Like take this, take that, take some do great, some don't really blip hard with people, and they just kind of come and go. And then, but then people can just discover you so much with Spotify and YouTube. Like I have songs from like seven years ago that still get streamed nonstop. Like yeah, 
Because you're new to somebody every day on the internet, which right. is cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like if you can keep if you can keep it going, you just have more stuff to hit algorithms and recommendations and shares and tweets and posts and like versus like just having a CD in a store how yeah. it used to be or like you know a tape right. in one spot. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. The records like I love it. I'm I'm glad it's out and I'm happy. And it's like I can hear it now and think about like what I was doing. I was writing a lot of it, how different my life is, and and now be more like, all right, I'm not gonna do four years on an album anymore. Like now, I make it, I put it out. But that was me. Like my life was so. We were getting engaged, and then we got married, and then we got a house. We thought we were gonna have a kid, and I was like, oh my god, I have to like get all this done, right? Before, because I'm not gonna have a life anymore. I'm gonna be a dad. Like that was my belief. Yeah. Like my life is over. Rapping is done. I'm done. I will be a dad, and that will be that. And that was the that was the whole premise. So now that my son's a little older, it's easy like to find pockets to record and yeah. Now you're a rap dad. Stuff. Now I'm a rap dad. Correct. There's yeah, a lot of rap dads. A lot. There's a lot. There are a lot of rap dads. That's a lot. Dude. But but they don't always talk about it. No, that's what I appreciate that. about your music. Oh, you thanks. you could see the growth. Nice. You know you you're very much living in reality where you're you talking about I own a house now, I have a kid, yeah. I'm married, <laughs> as opposed to the rapper who's been in the game for 15 years, who's still talking about shit they did when they were 21. Right. You know, like, I just, <laughs> we've talked about this before, too, like, staying stagnant, and it's just kind of like, I need a little growth. Mm-hmm. Like 444, the JJ album. Like, yeah, I love exactly. that, because I'm just like, he just sounds like a guy. He's an adult now. Yeah. He just sounds like a He's dude. He's a dad. Yeah. He's just yeah. a dude. Like, yeah. I remember when I first pressed play, I was like, I was like, I remember thinking, how many songs before he does the Migos flow? How many songs before he does the Takashi 69 flow, whatever? I was like, this is... And never happened. The album was over. I was like, he just rapped normal. Right. Yeah. I just talked about stuff. I was like, this is awesome. I just kept playing it. I was like, so about like, I want to make money so my kids can be wealthy. And then like, I'm a cheating ass husband. Like, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Relatable shit. I love that joint. Like, I played it so much. And I, and I kept being over and I was like, there's no club songs. Yeah. There's no hits. Right. It's just songs. Yeah. It's just stuff. I was yeah. like, all right. It's just real. I'm behind that. Yeah. I'm with it. And because No ID told him, he was like, no club songs. Mm-hmm. He's like, you already own the clubs forever. You'll be on the radio the rest of your life. This album, you don't get to make any of that. Yeah. I was like, yeah. You pulled it off, dude. That's great. It is great. Oh, yeah, and then on the Beyonce album with her, they're snapping. Like, there's club songs everywhere that bitch. <laughs> you know, ape yeah. shit, that joint's crazy. Yeah. 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 That was the... That was the Migos. Uh, yes, well, they're on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that shit. Your parents, fun. your parents rapping. We talked about that. Day, your parents. <laughs> yeah. Your parents. Beyonce's rapping her ass off on that album. Oh yeah. my god! I was like, yo, whoever Ghostwriter is is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, because you know she ain't writing that shit. No. Oh, and then your Kanye thing you're talking about his Ghostwriter. Yeah. Rhymefest and Consequence wrote all that shit. Right. The college dropout shit. Right. They wrote all that. Because right. if you listen to that album and you listen to the Consequence album, um, Don't Quit Your Day Job, and then you listen to the Rhymefest album, Blue Collar Worker, yeah. they're all the same themes. Same. Like, they're a trilogy right. of, and it's those three guys. Yeah. Yeah. And Noah and them work for Kanye and Bill, so I'll tell you off the air. Okay. That shit is. I'm sure there's stories. I'll give you some juice. Yeah. Some good juice. Looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking Iron, Iron Man or what? I don't want to talk about me. You're done talking about I'm yet? done. All right. I'm done. Let's get into it. I came here to drink and talk about fucking Ghost <laughs> All right. All right. Well, tell me about Iron Man. Why Why are we talking about Iron yeah, Man? Yeah. Why Iron Man? Why not? Iron Man. Okay. Why not? Why Iron not? Man, dude. But my favorite album in any genre ever made it ever in my life. That's number it. One. Iron Man. Number one. Number no one. question. Damn. Iron Man. 
Fuck the Beatles, who I love. <laughs> fuck everybody else. <laughs> fuck Nas. Fuck all that. Wow. Iron Man. Ooh, fuck that is. Fuck you, Tupac. That's a bold fuck you, Beyond Bon Jovi. Oh my God. Fuck Destiny's Child. Forget Red Hot Chili Peppers. Fuck Miles Davis. This is the beginning and the fuck end Coltrane. of our podcast. Ah. Right? Fuck John Coltrane. <laughs> Iron Man. Number one. Fuck Ooh. Led Zeppelin. That's... Fuck Nora Jones. <laughs> <laughs> fuck her. It's Iron Man. <laughs> Sorry, Nora. Nora Jones. Right. You got good later. Damn. Well, okay, so. Fuck Redman. What's I'm, how did, <laughs> I'm not as impressed by that if you uh, go through all those fuck you, legendary what's that? I was like fuck you UGK. UGK. <laughs> all right, so what is it but what is it though about Iron, Iron Man? Man? Iron Man number one, it's a breakup album. Interesting by itself. It's a breakup album. It's a breakup album. Wildflower is wildly problematic today, where he says the beginning of the song is B word, I F'd your friend. Yep. Yeah, you stank hoe. That's the opening part of are the you, song. Are you editing yeah, for our benefit? Well, or? you know, for people. Okay. <laughs> it's problematic today. You it is. Say that. I F'd you on a chair with three legs. That's very graphic. It is very graphic. That's very but graphic. You know, but it's is. also good fucking writing. It's amazing writing. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. So you got that going on. It's a breakup album yeah. where he was, he, he, he was cheated on and wrote that song. The rest of the album follows the path of a man who's young, heartbroken, insecure, wildly dangerous, and reckless, and in a slang contest with Capadonna and Raekwon. <laughs> I can see that. And yeah. the, the RZA beats that, like, I've been making beats since 2002, and me and my friends made a Wu-Tang homage album in 2012 called Wu-Tang Pull, where we, like, pulled a lot of the samples apart and then redid them. I don't know how he made any of those beats on Iron Man. With the exception of a handful. But there's beats on there where I listen. I'm like, is that played? Is that a sample? Yeah. Mm. Is that a musician? Right. Mm-hmm. Is that a record flipped in ways I don't understand? Like, it's 22 years old and there's things I don't understand about it. Yeah. And I've listened to a billion albums. Yeah. And made a billion beats. And I, I don't know how he's done it. Right. So, like, there's a mystery to it. It's very elusive. Okay. And there's a lot of, like, raw energy and color to it that, like, in 96, you play that album... 96 is the year of, like, the Fugees. Right. It's the year of Nas, I Rule the World. It's the mm-hmm. year of Busta. Stuff started Ooh-ha. to get shiny. It's the yeah. year of Doing It by LL. Right. It's the year of Mob Deep, Hell on Earth. Nothing like Iron Man was... Like, they, that drew from nothing that was out at all. They mm-hmm. were not competing with anything. And then, nothing sounded like it afterwards. There's nothing that sounds like Winter Wars or All That I Got Is You. There's no. There's nothing that sounded like that after them. Like, no one could replicate that. So, like, it's one of a kind. It's totally... There's still, like, mysteries in it that I don't, I can't understand. And then there's, like, Daytona 500, which is, like, Nautilus. The most rapping-ass sample. 1,029 people have sampled. And that shit sounds the best out of all of them. Cats who rock Mac, knowledge, knowledge is street astrologists, light up the mic, guard knives, the plot joints, the character points, Corolla, Motorola, Hola, play a guard, he pack over the shoulder. Like that and like children's story by Slick Rick. Yeah. You flipped the most flippable shit ever and made it fresh. Like, I heard it's perfect. I listened to an old episode of uh, Microphone Check recently mm-hmm. with um, Evidence. Okay. 
from Dilated Peoples. Yes. And uh, you don't need to tell me where it's Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Just have it. Fuck evidence. Ghostface. I'm not Iron used Man. To- <laughs> I'm just I'm not I used to talking to people that know about rap music. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't talk to me like I'm on NPR. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> You're like, evidence, he's a he's a rapping man from a group. For the listeners. For he the speaks listeners. in rhymes. He, yeah, yeah, come on, man. This is me, baby. Okay, all right. So, you evidence, you, you know First concert is. I ever went to was Dilated. Really? Ever. Yeah. Okay. Dilated and Reflection Eternal. So, he was talking, he was asking um, Ali Shaheed Muhammad yes. about... Of Tribe Called Quest. Of, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of them. Tribe no, Called Quest. no. Uh, you might want to check him out. Um, he was asking uh, him about uh, Midnight Marauders okay. and uh, how he got things to f- to feel so cohesive. Like okay. how how they managed to make the drums and whatever else, whatever other samples they were using, okay. to sound like they were supposed to go together, as opposed to something that just sounds like like slapped mm-hmm. or like velcroed together. Yeah, and. I think what you're saying about Iron Man is like it's coming from that same like, okay. place. Like I agree. Yes, I agree with like, that. Like, how do you pick it apart? Like, how do you tell you can't. what was what? And, and it's all RZA, like locked right. in the basement, pre Woo Forever, pre Bobby Digital, all that. Right. And it's and it's and it's so and there's maybe what there's maybe there's maybe two, possibly three solo Ghostface songs. Just on, four on Iron Man. Yeah, I think there's four. Four. Yeah. On like seventeen songs yeah. on a CD when it was like eighteen songs on CDs. Right? Yeah. So he has four songs just by himself. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. You're not like, it doesn't even matter if he's not like assassination day. He's not rhyming on it. He's not on it. Mm-hmm. That's that's never happened. Where a rapper's album, he is not on he's a posse on cut he's on not. his own album. <laughs> Best album. Why never is happened. this his solo album though? Because he was the the front. Like they were all just. It was like a franchise you know what i mean like no i get that but it's just i don't know i think it's interesting that they didn't do like i don't know clan albums yeah like i was thinking about that. A super group like, well, like, about why that. not why not ray and ghost instead of because right ghost because ghost face well because ray had cuban links which was massive and then ghost was on the cover of that co-hosting the record Mm-hmm. So that was like a promo vehicle for him. The same way like Snoop on The Chronic. That's so like, that's it's, like a mar- a it's a marketing thing. Yeah, it's like a marketing venture to introduce this guy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then and then Iron Man returns the favor and then introduces Capadonna, Capadonna right. who spits the greatest verse in Wu-Tang history wow. on Winter Wars, wow. which was freestyled 80 bars off the head. Wow. He didn't write that down. Another reason why it's the best. The best Wu-Tang verse ever. Ever. The evidence Winter Wars. evidence is piling up here, and I'm not talking about the rapper from <laughs> Dilated <Dilating> Peoples. <laughs> yeah, I guess they are a rap group. Yeah, I'm guessing. You're you're uh, you're making a strong case. I thought about this a lot. I've had 22 years to think about this. <laughs> yeah, I could and hear then that. after I chose it with you, I was like, well, what am I going to talk about? And I was like, it's easy. All these things I'm laying out, it's perfect. Is this so? You're you were talking about how it's a breakup album. It's a breakup album. Is that your interpretation yes. or yeah? Because Wildflower, when you put Wildflower early in the album, that shit hurts. Like, you're still heartbroken. Yeah. And guys take that shit hard. Like, we're fucked up for a long time. Mm-hmm. From, like, break. Like, we don't pretend like it's bothering us for a long time. We're hurt. He's carrying that with him. Like, I'm going to be a wild dude, reckless, smacking people. But the beginning of the album is, you cheated on me when I was on tour. Yeah. Like, he begins shit with that. This is, I can't wait to listen to this. This album again, yo man. I'm telling this you, it's all there. Be- and I watched him on Couples Therapy a few years ago. That's a, <laughs> that's a broken man. 
He's well into his 40s, oh, like, shit. broken still from that shit. Where they talked to him, he had, like, two chicks at the same time. He had, like, two relationships. He was, he's, he's, he's a wild dude. And they're just like, you know, there's therapy. He's like, well, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It is like, you know, yo, it's like, yo, man, you know, I don't trust no women, man. You know, I had a shorty once, you know what I mean? Cheat on me or whatever. I'm like, bro, that's wildflower you're talking about. <laughs> he says when he was like, when he was young, he got cheated on. I'm like, hence, you don't trust women from 20 years ago. Hence, you keep two women at the same time in, in, in isolation from each other in relationships with them. Yeah, that is a an insightful analysis. You got issues, though. He's still struggling, man. <laughs> Ghostini. Tra- traumatized. Heartbreak. <laughs> yeah. Trust issues. Who is this woman? I don't know. High but it's from Wildflower. Are? It's from Wildflower. Whoever it is. It's, How it's, that's old is a he real when he made song. Iron Man? I would say he's probably like 24, maybe. Okay. Hmm. Something like that. Early, like early to mid-20s. She's from high school. <laughs> she's from high school. <laughs> you nailed it. You're like, she's from high school. That's some high school shit. Shorty from around the way. Yup. She got all up in his heart. Yep. He has never loved again, Bob. Uh-uh. Now I feel sorry for the guy. You know? It puts Iron Man, obviously. But the clan, I think, as a whole, okay. in a whole different light. <laughs> these dudes, these dudes. Ooh, you're talking about the sensitive side Yo. of Wu-Tang. Yo, but they're not. Because they have only RZA wants them to be sensitive. The rest of them struggle with that. They want to be strong, angry dudes that are violent. He wants to keep making like a Better Tomorrow album, which is the worst album of all time. And he wants to keep making like Eight Diagrams, which is kind of bizarre. He wants them because he's like, I'm, in, I'm like 50 and my life's great. I got a kid and family. I make movies. This is awesome. And they're like, uh, that's weak as shit. No, I want to punch you in your shit beats, they've said. Right. Like they don't want to grow, some of them. Right. That's all they know. Oh, that's clear. Yeah. Some Whereas of, Meth some of is like, uh, I, I'm going to act and I'm going to be dope and that'll be that. Right. But he's like comfortable. He's like he's been married for like a long. His kid's like twenty something. His son's named after Raekwon. He named his son Raekwon. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. But I think what you're suggesting is that despite a desire uh-huh. to to make violent, hard shit, yeah, humanity shines through. That heart, heartbreak finds finds his way into the material, regardless. Because he's an emotional dude. And Ghostface, when he's like high pitched singing. And being like slanged out, no one can fuck with him. No one can fuck with him. When he doesn't do that, then he's like pretty pretty standard of a rapper. Like you put you put Iron Man, Supreme Clientele, Bulletproof Wallets, Pretty Tony LP, and Fish Scale. You put the ten year run, that's the best ten year run ever. Who's ten years better than that? Ten years? The wor- that of all those albums, the worst one is like a four mic album. How many people have been making Records for ten, 10 years. Ten, no, just 10 years. Consider, like Every album was very good. Right. The minimum. Like bare minimum is like four mics. I don't know why, Supreme but I never got five, it. Five mics. Easily. Iron Man four and a half, uh-huh. I would say. Bulletproof Wilds. We're using the sources. Scale yeah, the source. We're, okay. we're of that age. Yeah. Okay. What else am I rated? Fucking three Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know. I thought maybe you had your own. 70%. I thought maybe you know. had your own mic weight going on. You had nah, your own scale. No, nah, this is us. Okay. The source. The Source. Bulletproof Wilds is like four mics. It's a fucking really good album. Pretty Tony, four mics. Fish Scale, four mics. Play all them shits right now. They sound fucking awesome. <laughs> they play. They sound really good. Bulletproof Wilds. I never really... I never got into Bulletproof wow. Wilds. You're lacking. Apparently. What do you think about his stuff now? It's really rote and tired. It's very he tired. Sounds, he sounds old. Because he's... Because he's not... He has to rap to make money. 
Mm. It's a different system now. He's used to first week you do six hundred thousand. Right. You're on radio. You're on Wendy Williams show. You're fucking Neo's in your video. Kanye, right. whoever. Now it's like you do three thousand your first week. Yeah, it's a different. Like he's in a different industry now, where like yeah. you have to pump shit out to keep going yeah. all the time. And so it's like the job. Like I was saying earlier, like he's in a job. Now. It's a job. Whereas back then, like you had a major label, you have a million dollar budget, you get a seventy thousand dollar advance in your pocket. Right. You got. You have a year to make it. Do whatever the hell you want. Then we put it out. It does whatever. Then you chill for like a year or two. Then you come back. We do the same thing again. Yeah. Like dudes didn't do a lot of work in the nineties, eighties, nineties. Right. Like the amount of rapping was like very limited. Mm-hmm. Versus now, like, like my homie Vic Spencer put out like four full albums this year. Right. Like, that's we a lot about, of like, rapping. Recognize Ali and uh, and mm-hmm. Rock Marcy putting. Yeah. In yeah. Rock like I think about the amount of rapping involved. Right. Punching like Ghostface out, back yeah. then was like you wrote like fourteen verses a year. And you were done, especially if you're in Wu. Like, you, yeah. were, you weren't doing a lot. RZA did all the work, and they hate him because he took all the money. But he was there, like making every beat for every dude, recording every vocal for every guy mm-hmm. for all their albums. So he was like, "I should make the most money." I'm like, "You should, absolutely." Like, Jizza spits twelve verses on Liquid Swords, and that, that's it. He's finished. Like, right? RZA makes the album. Like, all right, here's the interludes. Here, I'm gonna put Meth on this part. I'm gonna put You Got Here. Right. Ray's gonna be on this part. Jizza's been gone for twelve hours. He's home. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, I'm serious. Like, dudes didn't do a lot of work. You know yeah. what I mean? But the work was amazing because it was limited. Like, yeah. there was more thought and time and space yeah. versus now, like, Rock Marcy puts out Rosebud Revenge 2. A couple months go by, Behold a Dark Horse. One month goes by, Chaos. Yeah. Three weeks go Literally. by, Pinstrumentals. Pinch yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fucking music. You right. know what I mean? But, like, a lot. that would have taken him in the 90s 10 years. Yeah. That's 10 years of yeah. worth of music, like release calendars back then. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Vic Spencer has put out enough music. That would that would normally hold That's like four years worth of music in one year he put out. Mm-hmm. His new album well, really like, by the way. Which one? Exactly. See what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Which one? Stupid? When he just dropped. Stupid? Yeah. That joint. Yeah. yeah I heard really He's good. on my next yeah. album. But it's like, I, I'm talking about an album. I have one ready to go in the fall. Right. Or spring, I'm sorry. And I just put out an EP in the summer. Like, you gotta... Well, that's the this is the new it, yeah. trend. It's like, you make something, you release it. You make something, you release it. Yeah. Right. I mean, Which is, like, seems to me just to be a consequence of cutting out, like, big labels and marketing definitely. schemes. And, and people binge everything now. That's the culture. Right. Yeah. The culture yeah. is, I want it all right now. Right. And when it's done, when's the next one? Where's right. the next one? Yeah. It's never enough. Right. Like, you're not. it's not designed for you to, like, sit there and be like, I'm gonna spend four months playing this. And just playing it and nothing else. That's why I feel so far behind. Because that's what I want to do. I want to like marinate. I know. But I want stuff to just, I want to sit I with go, stuff. I go back, you know, I like using it for, I go back to albums like that are old. Like I like that. I, I can like reach out and pull like the Royal Flush album from 98 and like play that all the time. Right. Or like Mike Geronimo's first album. I'll play that. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like. Then I'll play a West Side Gun album and whatever. But like I use the internet to like catch up on older records that I missed or like only knew the single, I never heard the album. Because back then you had to buy it. Right. Right. You wouldn't know the album. You had to spend you had to go to a store and pay for it. You yeah. know what I mean? Whereas now it's like just whatever, pull up any album any song ever made, just pull it up. Let's just check it out. You know what I mean? That's yeah. cool. But um yeah, but anyway, Iron Man's still the best. I don't know what else to say. It's the best. It as I think it's always felt like the most Wu Tang sounding album. It's very Wu, and it's very it's, like uh, how do how do you explain it? It's like um, I like what you're saying. Like it's like a, it's, a, it's basically a clan album, which I'm fine with. 
That's fine. Right. You want to call the Wu-Tang Iron Man out? Great. It's perfect. And I remember like, Raekwon said a thing in an interview a couple years back. He was like, we fucked up going solo. And I was like, that's interesting to say. Hmm. And I started thinking about it. And I was like, if you didn't go solo, okay, I don't, I don't get to have all those great solo albums. But then I miss out on the 50 shitty solo albums you made. But wouldn't those... I think you could just make those... Like, if that happened to... If Wu, if Wu started today... Right. I think they could just release an album a month. Yes. Like we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And just call them all Wu-Tang albums. You don't yes. need to call it Ghostface Iron Man. There's Wu-Tang's Iron Man. Right. And then next month, there's Wu-Tang's Cuban I mean, that's basically and, what the solo albums were. Right. Yeah, it was like constant branding of like Wu. Yeah. Everywhere. But the problem... The problem that I always had was, like, I might not be as interested in you God's solo record. But the crazy thing is, if you go to certain... If you play certain Woo albums that are clan albums, certain dudes are shining the most in those albums. Mm -hmm. So, like, Woo Forever is an Inspector Deck album. Mm -hmm. He shines the most on that. Him and Meth, like, to me, are, like, the main guys, like, shining above everyone else in those records. And then you play... If you play, like, the W... The W is like Ghostface. Yeah. Like he's like still being bizarre and weird on that album. If you play 36 Chambers, Method Man, it's probably Method album. That was the intention. Yeah, like I mean, Method was the guy. Solo track. It's kind of like Method, and like I don't know who else is trying to be a star. That's that's like a that's like a team effort. The first one, but everything afterwards, like even the new one they put out like uh, last year, uh, the saga continues. Yeah. That, it started as a Method Man solo album, and then he he made that they all lumped together. But Meth is like rapping his ass off on that album. Yeah. But it started as a Method Man solo album, and he was like, "One well, other, everybody should be on it," mm-hmm. which makes sense. Right. But it's his, it's his album. Yeah. But so if, if they never went solo, then Cuban Links is a clan album. It's just Ray shines the most. Iron Man's a clan. Ghostface kind of does the most, but it's still a clan album. Yeah. And you might not know what you're getting as a consumer. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to. I missed Master Killers. First two solo records, because at the time, at the time, I was like, eh, I'm much more interested in Method Man. Okay. Right. So I'm going to pass on this and focus on something else. But then coming back to it, I'm like, holy shit. That album's crazy. No said date. I interviewed him last year. I was on the phone and like freaking out, like talking to him on the phone. I was Mm -hmm. like, yo, I have his number in my phone still. I'm never deleting it. I'll never (laughs) talk to him again. But I was like freaking the fuck out. I was like, yo, dude. Uh, I started rapping because I bought Wu Tang Forever. Yeah, and now I'm talking to you. Right, twenty years later. Was he the one who was at Doc Street? When That's they re- Inspector Deck. It was Inspector Deck. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. I met that was him. My guy. That was my guy. He made me start rapping. Deck. Deck was the one. I really, I, I chickened out. I saw when he was him. At Doc he was Street. so was he fucked up. He, they made a Wu Bear at Doc Street, and nice. so they had this. I don't know how the fuck they got Wu-Tang him. I'm wearing Wu Tang socks, by the way, accidentally today. <laughs> Sure. Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. The stance joints. Yeah. My Christmas list. I got the Cuban Link socks on my Christmas list. Ooh. <laughs> Those are good ones. Um, I don't know how the fuck they got him to come here. I have no idea who set that up, but um, they brewed a Woo beer, and they had this kind of like premiere party, so they were showing Kung Fu flicks, and um, just like somebody was spit. I don't know who it was, who it was but... So I found out, I like saw him on Instagram. He was like in the brew room. I'm like, what the fuck? So I was like, all right, I'm going right now. So I was in, I was like cooking something and I was just like, I'm, I'm just going. I just That's threw awesome. the shit off the stove and I was like, I'm going. <laughs> and I lived in South then too. Ooh. So you know, I had to come all the way over here. So Hello. I was like, fuck it. 
And I went inside and I could I I didn't see him. So I was just like, okay, well, let me just get one of these uh, beers or whatever. So I got a beer, just chilling. And then I was like, all right, I gotta go. Um, and then I was coming out, and I saw him. He was like leaning. Linked up against the car and he was like this. <laughs> he was like, yo, he's just like, where are we right now, man? And I, he was fucked up. When was this? Uh, oh, like fuck. Two, this couple two years, years ago. ago. Okay. Yeah. So he was like 44th time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's an old, he's an old dude. And I, and I'm going to say, I don't know. I, maybe he drinks craft beer. I doubt no it. No way. My guess was no if way. If you don't, that shit will fuck you up. Yeah, dude. So, 10%. on top yeah. of whatever else he was doing, I don't know if he was smoking or whatever, but, like, he was fucked up. And he was, so I was just, like, I gotta say something. I'm getting ready to leave. So, I was, like, fuck it. So, I was, like, kind of standing there, and I just, just, like, went up to him. I was just, like, yo, I just want to shake your hand, man. I was just, like, just thank you what you've done for, wow. for the culture. And he was, like, no dumb, man, no dumb. <laughs> he was so, oh. he was gone, though, like, gone. I feel like he was getting ready to pass out. Jesus Christ. Yeah. They're about to put another Zara Face album with Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, no, don't do this. Stop. No, they got to gotta do it. I Those mean, I'm physicals look to pretty, it. though. They do, but I'm like, no, no. What's, what's, what's the, what's the hesitation? What's the... Because I don't, I don't want, I don't want Ghostface doing albums where someone walks up to him and says, here's the album, here's all the beats, here's the check, just give us like 10 verses. That's what all these albums are. They're like professionally manufactured and presented to him. Right. And he just shows up, kicks 10 rhymes, and goes on. But that's what he's been doing for his entire career. But in the that's past, but in the past the they, were his, like, they were his doing. I'm picking the beats. Here's the concept. He's involved in I'm some in. of the process. These are all like very beautifully manufactured, produced albums presented to him by fans. And none of them give him any direction. You so, don't you, you don't you don't imagine that will happen with Deck and and no, Zarface? No, no, because they don't give direction to Doom. Doom's rapping his ass off, but it's like they're like, here's Doom beats, rap on Doom beats. It's not like he's being like, I'm gonna do this. Yeah, here's the album. Here's my thing. This is a another conversation. How involved do you think Doom is in in a production of these? If it's his albums solo that he's album? collaborating on. If it's a solo album, when, when like born like this? this, but that was years ago. Like almost and the years thing ago. now is like you find you find somebody to right. team up with, and I. But I can I can hear when it's a work for hire. You know what I mean? I could tell when you're like, someone is giving you a bag of money with everything laid out for you, and you just can walk in, put your name on it, give some verses, and you're done. You don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like that ready to die shit or re- twelve reasons to die. That's what that is. Right. It's like yeah. here's the whole concept. Here's all the music. Here's the f- visuals. Here's this. Here's the story. Filling in, and then you're done. We'll do all the work. Yeah. yeah. And that was a great premise, and the packaging was amazing, and all that. But it was just kind of like, yeah, that ain't fucking with like a dude being like, "Yo, I made Mighty Healthy today. That's what I chose. Mm-hmm. I I wrote that. Right. For me, like for my shit. Yeah. Like Iron Man, I made that for me. So is he? Is he done? Um. I mean, it's just the times are different. You know. He's got to adapt. He has, but he's adapted to like cash grab. Like, we will give, we will present you to this project. Here's the deal. People were gonna buy it because they love him. Like the Lost Tapes project, whatever that was. Like, yeah. Here's 50 features from guys you really don't even know. We'll pad the stats. No, it's just like, I mean, I've been involved with industry stuff where like these are conversations people in the industry have. Like, I'm not gonna put money up for you. I need a name next to that I can sell. Yeah. I'm not gonna do like you're. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna put Lord Superb from Supreme Clientele on his album because he doesn't have a retail history. Right. He doesn't get streams. Exactly. So he's off the table. Right. That's how it. Is. Like now, it's more like 
concentrated. It's sad. Well, that's what I'm just saying, but it's not it's not like an organic thing. It doesn't mean they're, they're bad. They're not bad at all, but they're not like, all that I got is you is like, yo, here's a story about my life. Right. Yeah. I chose that beat. Here's a concept. I will rap on it about my brother with muscular dystrophy. Right. Winter Wars. Capadonna just got out of jail. That's the homie. Hey, yo, the beat's on. You want to fuck with this? See, that, that's dead, though. Uh, that's And I think that's yeah. that makes me sad. It's sad, but when we, when we were talking about Tupacalypse, I remember uh, watching an interview with Money B, who was talking mm-hmm. about how Pac would just let anybody in the studio yeah. mm-hmm. kick a verse, yeah. and if he liked it, he kept it on the album. Yeah, if he didn't, it was it was. Yeah, that's what RZA would do. Yeah. RZA did the same thing. You might spit twelve. He's like, actually, four bars are good. I'm cutting the other eight, and you have no say. Yeah, and it was the right move. But that doesn't happen now. There's no groups anymore. That's true. There's no money for groups. Yeah. There's no amigos. Amigos is the only group. Mm-hmm. Flatbush zombies. That's it. Yeah. Dude, run the jewels. Killer Mike's got a show coming on because they don't have an album out this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. He yeah, has to do a show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. LP scores a movie when they don't have an album out. Right. He had to split all that shit with Killer Mike. He had to split the money. Right. Gotta keep hustling. You know what I mean? That's only two of them. Imagine there's four or nine. Yeah. Nine of these guys. You know what I mean? Nine. Yeah. Well, that's why their solo albums, the only, I think, in retrospect, the only way the solo albums make sense is because of the money they made off those off the solo deals, like the yeah. the way RZA yes. negotiated those deals. It was a great business move. Yeah. But when, when Raekwon was like, "We fucked up going solo," I was like, "That's pretty." That was ballsy to say because you realize the diminished returns of that. Mm-hmm. Like, like RZA would always say, "Like, yo, you can do a solo deck album, a solo you got off album, a solo meth album." But your four bars on a Wu song or eight bars, that's the, that, everybody knows them lyrics. Nobody knows your solo album lyrics, right. bro. Right. They don't hit with people. But give me four bars on this Wu-Tang song. People are going to know that shit. Mm-hmm. Your eight bars. Sorry, the 200 bars you wrote for your album, no one's going to check that. I was like, yeah, he's right. right. Like, <laughs> less is more with some of these dudes. Yeah. Like, for real. So it's like, you got Roll, I'm going to give it to you. No trivia. Roll like cocaine straight. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. I love you guy. I don't know the Golden Arms Redemption album. I don't know that joint. No, I, I tried to all. I, I tried to, to listen to Speaker. You listen to Venom. Venom. I have not listened to Venom. So I tried to listen to Venom, and I Keynote just Speaker got distracted. Keynote Speaker is good. Is it? He's, he's and the Man with the Golden Arms soundtrack or Iron Fist soundtrack, whatever it was. You guys rapping his ass off okay. on that joint, and that's like a clan album too. Yeah, the beats are weird, but you guys going in on that shit. Like, okay. you guys really outshining everybody. Yeah. It's fucking good. I was like, all right, you got it. <laughs> it took him 20 years, but he got it off. He did it. <laughs> finally made it. He finally made it. Yeah. Yeah, so. You know, yeah. What I li- you know what else I like about Iron Man is the um, film samples? Yeah. I got a message for Smokey. So you great. Smokey? What the fuck? I said, give me the message. <laughs> yeah, that's it's so great. My dad, I had that CD, and we used to have like a six-disc changer yeah. in our living room. Like the stereo system and receiver. And one time I left it in there. And so I was gone. I was out with my friends was doing some shit. And my dad's like cleaning the house. My dad's a big music fan. So he's like just presses play on a six disc changer. He's paying the house. He hears that. Motherfucker, I said, give me my dad. was like, <laughs> yeah. Just me and you, motherfucker. Just me and you. My dad was like, what is this? He's like, I thought it was like your friends like, making tapes. Like, what is going on? So I had to hide that joint real, real quick. Was there a, con- was there a consequence? At that point, it was like, I was like, oh, I borrowed it from my friend, Freddie. Oh, That's Freddie's CD. That's not mine. This I don't is, keep this in the house. This is what happened to me. You were the person who got me in trouble when I was. Yeah, I, I would not keep that in the house. No, that's Freddie's. I borrowed that. 
I borrowed that from him. I didn't know. I didn't know it was on there. This is exactly what he happened. He told me, to me I should listen to it. I was Freddie in this situation. <laughs> you know, he said I could hold it. I'll give it back to him. I mean, that's wrong. I shouldn't have that. You're right, Dad. And then, you know, put it in stash it. I was Freddie in that situation, and it was uh, Old Dirty Bastard's yeah, solo album. And he opens the fucking thing talking about gonorrhea. Yeah. I got and verbal gonorrhea. My life was over for a little bit. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a great time. That and uh, I had to hide doggy style, like, under my carpet in my room. With the disc. I had to, like, pull up my carpet and, like, tuck it under. <laughs> mm. Just, just the, the cover. Just the disc? No, the, the, the whole, whole case. The jewel case. case. Like, yeah. hide that shit. <laughs> that was a no-go. Because then I had to get, like, edited versions. I was like, I don't want the fucking edited version. It's called doggy style. Do yeah, that dude. Shit. I, like, edited, like, Coolio album. I was like, fuck that. It's game. I was like, I want this. I want the real shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that got me caught up. That's funny. Did you know that it was the, he was supposed to call the first album Supreme Clientele? Really? Yes. I did not know that. He had a title, Supreme Clientele. And Rizzo was like, it should be Iron Man. Because on the on the What's the Name album, on the Raekwon album, your alias is Tony Stark. It, Ghostface Killer, a.k.a. Tony Stark, yeah. which is Iron Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then Supreme Clientele opens up with an Iron Man skit. Tony Stark. He's so he has an intro from an Iron Man cartoon on Supreme Clientele. It's very confusing. Because Supreme Clientele should have been Iron Man. Right. Like title-wise. Yeah. He should have flipped them. Isn't that crazy? Were you, uh, does the comic book reference work with you? Were, were you a comic yeah. book person? I'm, I'm a current comic You're book comic yes, person. Yes. Yeah. I was reading comics last night. <laughs> yes. Marvel? Are you yes, Marvel? Marvel or DC? Yeah. Because my dad was DC. I was like, fuck DC. <laughs> my dad was oh. like, ah, man, my dad had all the 60s comics. I was like, get that shit out of here. I was like, oh, X-Men. Fuck DC. You, you don't. Uh, Batman was my favorite. Come on. No, no. Yeah. I, I, ended up, I ended up getting into DC later. But yeah. when I was a kid, I was like, oh, you like that shit? No, I like Marvel. I mean, Marvel's tight, too. Yeah, but... Marvel's tough. Can I? I need to confess something. You don't like comic books. I had no idea. That Tony Stark's was Iron Man until like years. <laughs> the Iron Man after. movie when Ghostface is in it. Probably, yeah. yeah. That was probably when I figured out. Oh shit, Ghostface was talking about yeah. Comic and Johnny Blaze is Ghost Rider. Right. Yeah. I didn't know that. Not the man's like the most fucking comic book dude ever. Like he's got the boxes in his house with the plastics lined up. Yeah. That's a smart dude. You read, <laughs> yo, you read comic books. I'll tell you, I used to live down the street from Atomic City Comics on South Street. I used to spend mm. tons of fucking mm-hmm. money in there mm. every week. Like my credit card debt right now is from Atomic City Comics, and I haven't lived on South Street since 2011. Like I'm paying for that shit literally. <laughs> but when well, now, I was now that you have your student loans paid off, you yeah, can, now you can I, focus I, on the that. comic book debt is getting smashed down. Yeah, but when you read a lot of comic books on a weekly basis, your worldview is like way more colorful and fucking interesting. <laughs> I'm serious. I believe it. Because it's like, especially like the style of comic books you like. So like when, when Met the Man was like a comic, like an avid comic book reader, like he was more of a colorful rapper. He was like more all over the place. Now he's just like a, I'm a, I have a great flow, a great voice, great punchlines. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Like on the J, on the J.I.D. album when he's like, you know, flexing on that shit. That's cool. It's good. It's really good. But it's not like when he's doing the Riddler song. Right. About being the fucking Riddler. <laughs> it's the Riddler. I regret not being a comic book. You can get the comic books right now. It's great. It's I can't. Adults. I cannot add adults. another thing into my it is life. But it's for adults, dude. Yeah, there's a lot of great fucking Batman books. It's like, like reading the books. Tons. It's it so is. Much you read the, the Long Halloween. Read that book, the Batman book. The Long Halloween. Go fuck with that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a great book. The my 13 year old, she reads like graphic novels. Oh yeah. And she's got good taste, dude. She's cooler than I am. She is. Yeah. I mean, for real. I'm not gonna deny. No, you need to start borrowing them shits. 
I don't know. I don't have time. There's too many things in my life. Read the fuck comic. I have to go back and listen to Iron Man. <laughs> 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 no, I, I read them like I go through waves. I won't read them for a few months, and then I'll pick. I'll get back into them. But I just found like the shit I really like, and I just stay one of those books. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's it. You know, you find out the ones you like. You just know, you know the writers. You start following the writers and the fucking yeah. artists. It's like albums. Like, right. Oh, I like this dude who made the beats. I'm gonna start following, like that producer. I'll start mm. liking his yeah. shit. Just the same, it's the same thing. The closest that came when Ta-Nehisi Coast was writing oh, Black, Black Panther. Panther. I was yeah. like, Those maybe were I should read comic books. He just started Captain America. I haven't read them yet. Really? Okay. Really? Yeah. He took over Cap. Is the new Cap black? <laughs> no, it was Falcon for a while. Okay. Falcon was Cap. And then Ta-Nehisi took over and he was Steve Rogers again. Got it. But I read, I read some of those Black Panther joints. There was one other one called Black Panther and the Crew. It was mm-hmm. like Black Panther, Luke Cage. Uh, who else was in that book? Ta-Nehisi did that. And once I started doing the hip-hop covers, I was like, man, this is the greatest. That was dope. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. You're doing the Gravediggers cover with, uh, yeah, that was I, really that was. I think it was Guardians or something. And Run the Jewels all day. Holy right. shit. Yeah, it was right. crazy. Yeah, it was dope, man. Gravediggers. Did you get deep into the woo affiliates? I know all that shit. I got the Killer Army albums. I got the Sons of Man albums. Killer Priest. I got Woo Syndicate. Great fucking album. Okay. You don't know about Woo Syndicate. I don't. I didn't Evan listen to was a lot here, of that you never fuck with that song? No. What about the, the, the Swarm compilations? Didn't listen to that. Them? Come on. Ah. Didn't listen to that. Are I'm, you serious? I'm a, so, you are a passive, casual Wu-Tang <laughs> fan. That shit hurts. That You are passive. Wow. You are a casual Wu fan. That was a bit offensive. You are the first Wave fan. You I didn't fuck with Beneath it the It has much more to do with my personality than it does. You didn't fuck with Capadonna's. Pillage, Pillage I listen to. Yeah, I listen to Pillage. It's a great album. Yeah. You didn't listen to Ray Quantum Mobilarity. I didn't. It's the worst album ever made. I never listened to it. That's bad. <laughs> you weren't up on that. You weren't on uh, Black Knights. I don't, even, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know. You got people who syndicate. Who syndicate's fucking Woo syndicate, okay. Who syndicate would be like, what if the firm was in Woo? Like, it's, just, it's just like crime, oh, Gambino like, shit. Yeah. And they were like, they were from Virginia. Okay. Their name was a syndicate, and they changed the Wu syndicate for marketing. But no one on Wu was on their shit. Like they're like their own guys. Okay. Like no one pops up. It's these two guys. So they just crime like shit. borrowed the. Yeah, just to be someone, out. Someone, someone's like, yeah. okay, let them in. And they, they had like a Ghostface type song called Heaven. Uh, it's called Where Was Heaven, and that that was a big video and big single. And that that's like that's like all that I got is you type shit. It's mm-hmm. them talk about like how fucked up his life was growing up. Yeah. But the rest of it is like cocaine operations, shooting capos in the face. Yeah. The album's crazy. Woo Syndicate, dude. Woo Syndicate. Yes. What about uh, Law of the Dark Man? Yes. You don't fuck with Law of the Dark Man? No. Nah. <laughs> what are we doing? I Ice don't know. Of the Century? You We're don't fuck with Ice of the Century? No, I don't. That album's crazy. That should have been Rayquan's second album. Next, I'm going to have to listen to all this stuff, and then next year... Woo Syndicate, dude. Woo Syndicate and Law of the Dark. You don't need anything else. Okay. Good. Those right. are like really, really... I'm not even exaggerating. They're just really awesome... Like post Woo Forever, post RZA joints. Like dudes are like studying these motherfuckers. Like okay, I understand how that that goes. I'm gonna take elements of it, but I'm gonna do my own thing. Yeah. But it's heavy. It's it's like street shit, like crime shit all day. Okay. It's so good. A lot of dark in his voice. Woo. His son is Willie the Kid, that rapper. Mm. That's his yeah. son. Okay. All right. Yeah. A lot of dark man's fucking awesome. Dude. Yeah. Oh my god. Who's this guy? Uh, you heard the Woo cut on Logic's album. No, I don't. I'm good. I don't know. I don't need that. 
So no. wait a second. No, I'm good. Wait a second. No, I'm this good. doesn't add up. No, bro. You're telling me no, I have man. to listen to all this no. woo affiliate no. stuff, or I'm not. I'm not a true woo. No, you're fan. casual. You're a casual. I'm a, woo fan. But you don't want to hear the Master Killer album. I, like I, I did eventually. I mean, eventually. <laughs> no said date. No said everybody, date. Everybody knows that. And the second one was called Made in Brooklyn. Right. I'm familiar. Familiar. I was trying to see if I stole the number. I'm going to fucking call him. You're going to call him right now. Yeah, man. Like, hey, gonna, we're talking I'm gonna about call. I'm going to call him. I'm like, yo. Yeah, let's do it. I'm like, yo, Bob, Bobby didn't know you should drop. Don't say before. that. No, like, say, yo. well, I'm on, I'm on a podcast right now. What do you have to say about Iron Man? Why did? What did you interview him for? Just um, he was doing um, fuck, what was he doing? He was doing like a um, it was like a oh, he did a, a couple, he did a couple sing. Oh no, he put an album out last year called Loyalty Is Royalty, mm-hmm. which is actually has like four or five like awesome. He's got a Sean P song. He's got Ooh. a Prodigy song right before Prodigy died. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's got a song with like Deck and Jizza, which is crazy. So he put that record out and he was doing press. And he was like, you know, the first like vegan woo member. He did all that shit with PETA years ago. And so my buddy, um, they were doing press shit. My friend has a website. And he was like, yo, do you want to interview him? I was like, yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> want to interview Master Killer? Yes. So we talked for like, he's like the most humble fucking regular person. Yeah. yeah. He's so awesome. He's the first one to be like, yo, uh, without Mystery of Checks boxing, like no one knows who I am. I'm just some guy. Right. Like, he's like, without people like you. I'm just some guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, without you guys overall, like, Woo is just a rap group. You know what I mean? He's like, the yeah. logo, everybody keeping alive, talking about 25th anniversary and all. He was like, it's because of people like you guys, like, that rock with it still and, and matters too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was amazing. I interviewed him. I had a chance to interview Ghostface like a month ago, two months ago, for White Castle, about White Castle, vegan slider burgers. That was a thing. He was at the launch yes. of that, wasn't he? Yes. It was him, Jizza, and Rizzo. Eric Warren. <laughs> And yes, that was so weird. And they were like, you're not allowed to talk about any music with him. I said, well, why the fuck do I want to talk about that? They're like, no, 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 it's not about the music or albums. Like, you're only allowed to talk to Ghostface about the White Castle slider. And you were like, I'm a rapper. And I was no. like, I'm good, yeah. And I had like a million things going on. And I like, and they kept calling me and his, his promo, his agent. And I was like at my job and like my employees calling me with like a crisis. And I want to hold with Ghostface's like, PR. I'm like, hold on. What? I'm like, what the fuck do I do? And this PR guy was like, yeah, he's like in a car somewhere. He just been out. We can't get a hold of him. It's got a bad reception. You know, we'll just hold and wait till he picks up. And I was like, all right. So I'm just waiting on like Muzak. And then my other phone, my employee's going like, what as hell? And I was like, I don't know. All right, hold on. I'll call you back. And I'm like waiting for Ghostface. And then they never picked up. And I was like, good. I don't want to talk to him about like non castle. So tell me about the vegan burger. Like ghost three face. questions about White Castle burgers, and then yes. it's over. Oh, and the other thing about Iron Man and Rizza, I'm sorry, and Raekwon and Ghostface in general is them dudes. They can't speak like in direct sentences ever. Like they're like 50, and you'll be like, "So, uh, what, what's up with that burger?" You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I was blessed. You know what I mean? With with the mineral that was active. You know what I mean? It was like gold. You know what I mean? genuflecting from heaven and shit. You're like... That is accurate. That's how they talk all the time. That is accurate. I love that about them. <laughs> like, they don't speak normal. They can never be like, uh, uh, it's hot in here. Can you turn the heat on? <laughs> They'd be like, yo, man. <laughs> yo, God. Shit got me like a motherfucking freezer bag, man. Can't feel my extensions, man. Turn that shit off. Like, they... Yeah. They... And to them, that's like normal. Right. Yeah. Like, I saw Ray Quanerby. They were like, Yo, man, so how, you know, you've been in a game this long. What have you noticed? He's like, you know, when you've been in a game, you know what I mean? 15, 20 pieces of chicken, you learned some shit. I was like, 
You said pieces of chicken instead of years. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're the best. You're the fucking most interesting dude. Like, they are allergic to speaking, like, a normal, <laughs> everyday talk. Like, when Ghostface on a couple's therapy shit, and he was like, he said, you gotta watch that shit. It, it will fuck, you'll be like, this guy's a fucking I've seen it. some of it. You will be heartbroken. You're like, wow, this guy's a real bum. Like, he mm. just can't figure this out with women. Yeah. He's sitting there. He brings in his two girlfriends at the same time to meet each other. He thinks that's a good idea. Right? Is this a, I know nothing a about couple therapy. It's like on VH1, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think they even do it anymore. Yeah. But then afterwards, he's like, like it, it really goes poorly. And he's talking to the camera. He's like, you know what I mean? I bring both my birds in. You know what I mean? Birds. Leg up and shit. Blew up in my face like a cigar. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I'm talking about like some shit from the 20s. That was like, like the 20s, cigar. like cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it blew up in my face like a cigar. I'm like, no one knows what that means, dude. Yeah, but that's what's so interesting. VH1. That's what's so interesting, though, about about Wu's shit, especially those two. It's like, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to remember what it was, but I was listening to Iron Man this week, and he says something that for the first time I was like, oh shit, I think he's talking about, I think I understand what he's saying. I think he's talking about whatever it was. Right. I don't remember. It's so great. Dude. Yeah. It's like they're, they don't talk in a way that's like, it has to be decoded. Right. Which is, I love it. Like, yeah. I love language. So like when I hear that shit, I'm like, what does he mean? Yeah. It's so weird. Like they don't explain it. They just go to the next thing. Right. It's so fucking cool, man. That's Iron Man. Dude, Raekwon's verse on Daytona 500 is the most profound piece of poetry in the last 50 years. Mm. Period. Right, look, read it and look at it and be like, how, he was like 25, like writing like that over music and like delivering it. Like, it's so pro. I read it, I'm like, I don't know how to write that. Mm -hmm. I could never think like that. And to him, that was just a session. Oh, I just showed up. Yeah. I just showed up today. I wonder how much how much of the the like coded language was as a necessity for writing rhymes. Like that's a good point. But they, you know what it is too. Like they're from New York. Yeah. And like New York, everybody in New York, like it's like Philly. People have like different slang in different areas. Yeah. It's like people in West Philly don't talk sure. to people in North Philly, you know. Right. So they were in Staten Island, but then they had like the the, the code against police and shit. Like if you're dealing drugs, right? Right. But then like New York in general is just like like a slick talking city sure so people just talk like really fucking like bronson talks hilariously action bronson like, <laughs> yeah is really is a ridiculous speaker right he's so insane like i love it he's yeah. from queens like that's how queens dude would talk right but the but ray and ghost in them it's like that was i think it's like like you're saying like it's a part of writing the raps but it's also like how they would talk if there's no rap like, they would just speak like that. Well, yeah, but I'm wondering if it's always been like that. I don't know. Or if now it's just, like, it's conditioned. Like I think with, I mean, with them it's conditioned. Thinking that way for so long to, in order to write, then now it's just, like, it's natural. It's how they They have think to now. It. Like, they talk like that all. Like, there is no, like, yeah. oh, he used to be like this in 95. No, they sound, <laughs> you watch any old interviews with them. I just watched an interview with them the other day. They are the same fucking dudes. Yeah. Like, yeah. the speech is the same. Yeah. Right. Like, Matt's different because he's been an actor. He's been playing different people. Mm -hmm. He's done a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. But these dudes are, like, straight up, like, you know what I'm saying? Yo, man, give me that chalice, man. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why uh, um, the Dog Pounds in New York, New York, was so so funny. That's great. They're trying to make fun of, like, New York, like, slang. 
And then they walked back. No, that's not what we meant. <laughs> no, 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 no. We didn't. It wasn't a war. Not uh, mm. was like, no, it is. Yeah. It's a fucking war now. Yeah, because it felt like they were just singling them out. Sure. Yeah, and yeah. then Mob Deep did L.A. L.A. Yeah. Pony Noriega. And then everybody got killed. Yeah. We were so dumb in the 90s. We believed all that shit. We thought it was all fucking real. Everything. We really did. We thought, like, man, these guys are fucking killers, man. He's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> That's just racism. <laughs> no, because no, Fat Lip said that shit about Biggie. He was like, I listened to Biggie being like, man, this guy has all the bitches. And don't like, want to fuck with him. He's moving all this weight. Like, oh, I'm going to no, lose it. He's like, I'm a bum. This guy's really doing it. I was like, he wasn't. He's, no. Him and Tupac are the greatest actors ever. Mm-hmm. Like, incredible actors. Mm-hmm. Like, they convinced everybody that they were, like, these viable street people. But then, like, Tupac was, like, a method actor. Like, he was hanging with, like, crazy cri- Kevin. Yeah, he, he kept it going. But he was literally right. an yeah. actor. Like, he went to school for acting. Right. Yeah, yeah. He met Jada Pinkett because she was an actress. Yeah. He was an actor. Right. Whereas Biggie was just, like, I thought about him the other day where it was, like, that was, like, his survival mechanism because he was, like, this fat dude. And living in a crime-infested area, but, like, his mom did everything for him. Like, she bought him everything. She was overprotective, yeah. Yeah, and, like, he was good in school. He was a fat nerd in Brooklyn in the 80s crack era. So how could you survive if you were a nerd? So here's something. Stay with me, all right? I read a book recently about trauma, and it was talking about various various ways that uh, are healthy Mm -hmm. to address trauma. One of them is through acting. Okay. And the author was talking about... Uh, sending uh, adolescents to like acting camps where mm. they have a focus on like playing a role that somehow sort of addresses Ooh. the source of their trauma. Interesting, right? So now I'm wondering, you know, how much, That's how how every, like therapeutic every it was rapper. for these guys the to like every one of them to put on a character to act out in some way some of the experiences they had. Wow, yeah, That's deep, dude. That's all of them. Like, like the original... Like, everyone pre-Kanye. Mm-hmm. He was the first one to be like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a regular person. <laughs> Maybe common. Common at first, like, I like to drink and, like, call my ex and get in fights. <laughs> That's how he's rap. He used to rap about that shit. So he used to get told about getting in fights. Didn't he grow up... Did he, was he... Did he grow up in Chicago? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a hood dude. So I got my facts wrong. Guys, basically, I know nothing. All right. This is what we're learning uh, tonight. This is, I don't know shit. This is the last episode of the next one. I'm sorry. It's, right. kind, it's kind of done. Yeah. It's, a, it's a wrap for you, man. Yeah. Thanks for coming by. I hey, no problem. Really appreciate I it. I was happy the first last <laughs> guest ever. We got to drink something good, but it's been canceled. <laughs> nope. I have a bedroom and a laptop. I can do whatever I want. Uh, no one's going to listen to that it's one. 2000. Well, yeah. if it's about trauma, I would peep that shit. That shit is well, that, that's fascinating. We could do that. That's really interesting. Listen to episode two. Yeah, we do talk about trauma. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think most of those guys did it too, but it's like survival. Like, things were just crazier back then. Right. Yeah, it was more dangerous. Everything was just more dangerous. Listen to the infamous. I mean. All day. Yeah. Yo. And Prodigy, same thing. I'm a sick, little, small guy. Yeah. And my whole family is artists. Mm -hmm. How do I survive? I need to tote guns and hammers and fuck people up all day. Mm -hmm. That's it. What else am I going to do? I'm 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 fish food. Otherwise, right. And most most and most of the short, like craziest gangster rappers are small, like five five and under. They are. They're all small, dude. Everybody in locks is like this big. I'm serious. They're all tiny. Yeah, like, look at Sheik Luch and Ghost. Ghost is like six five. Sheik Luch is like here. Yeah. yeah. 
when they're next to each other. Like, Method Man's like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, Riz is like 6 feet, Dex tall as shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most rabbits are small as hell. It's like Napoleon complexes. Freeway is like this big. Dudes are small, dude. Jada Kiss is small. Yeah. Like, they're the little guys. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But then, so the tall guys are like the bullies or the clowns. That's what Slug said. He's big as shit. Mm-hmm. Sean P was big. Yeah, right. he's a clown. Right. He's a bully and a clown. Right. Sean's a clown. From atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aesop Rock, he's just amazing, but he's weird. He's tall. Who else is tall? That's really it, dude. It's not a lot of tall rappers. Mm. Most of these dudes are little guys. Big Sean, like this big. <laughs> he's, he is tiny, yeah. He's a small guy. Yeah. These dudes are not big. Right. So, yeah. Ghostface, big guy. Bully. Mm-hmm. Not a clown. Yeah. Favorite track on Iron Man? Favorite track on Iron Man. How's that noise gonna play back? How's it gonna play back? It's like the world is fucking ending. Just Steve Zales just blew up. I asked him about his favorite track. Favorite track. His mind is fucking blown. I gotta go Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. Speed Racer video. Yeah. Insane verses. Favorite. It's hard to choose. It's yeah. hard. It would be hard for me to choose. That is your all time. Winter Wars. Winter Wars. Winter Wars. Winter Wars. I gotta do Winter Wars. Yeah. I've sentimental with with uh, Daytona, but Winter Wars is yes. The shit is raw coming at you. That hook is crazy. Start mm-hmm. screaming out loud. Wu Tang's back from. And you get all of them rhyming, and then you get Kappa. Yes, the shit is raw coming at your door. Start to scream out loud. Wu Tang's back for more. You heard of the rats before, but kept waiting for the son of song. I keep dance hard strong. Beats another worthy of my cause. I prolong extravaganza. Time sits still. No propaganda. Be wary of the skill. As I bring forth the music, make love to your eardrum. Dedicated to rap, nigga. Beware the fearsome. Lebanon, John Malcolm X, beat threat. CD massacre, murder to cassette. I blow the shop up. You ain't seen nothing yet. One man ran trying to get away from it. Put your bifocal on. Watch me or come if into your chamber like Freddy into dream. This could boomerate your technique in your scheme. Four cause applause like a blackjack did that. You stuck on stupid like I'm stuck on the map. Yeah. I remember that that song came on. We were like tattooed moms once after the show. It was me, Mike Eagle, and somebody else. Mm. And that came on. And we were all like drunk as shit. And that came and we all just started doing the Kappa verse out loud. Like 80 bars nonstop. <laughs> I'm like, yo, who had time to memorize 80 bars anymore of anything? Right. But we had that joint. Scribe me. The kid's nice. Oh, no, that's that's on song. What does Kappa say? Just can boomerate your technique and your team. Just that's not even a word. It's a freestyle. <laughs> he freestyled that shit, dude. Ran over by the Method Man G. Divide can't defy my style. It's so deep. Yo, that shit is crazy. Kappa's the best. Oh, I love him. <laughs> He's so crazy. So how do you rate Rosa as a producer? Then or all, now or all time. Because now he's he's like butt rock, dad, white right, people sure. approved. Well, he's okay. really bad now. Rap music. We'll say, we'll like, say that. Now. Don't like rap music. Yeah, like all wait, all people that don't like rap. Like I love RZA. Um, then, I mean, he's number one. Then, like that original. I think he's stretch, number one. He's number one. Number one. Yeah, and who's better than who's better than RZA back then? <laughs> who's better? Than it. I don't know. It's hard to. Rock, I mean, no. Dre, no. Premier. Premier, no. Primo? No. Not, not very RZA. Premier is amazing. I think RZA. it's RZA's, it's RZA's, RZA's like catalog. R- so. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Ready? Premier makes Premier beats. They're impeccable beats to rap on. 
Yeah. But the beat he gives the gang star in Group Home, there's not much variance. They're the same type of beats. It's all, it's very recognizable. They're they're premier because he's a signature. Yeah. He's yeah. like he's like the guy yeah. that like go to like a wood making store. A guy who just makes like the perfect like wooden desk, but it's the perfect desk. Yeah. He makes the perfect wooden desk. Uh-huh. Riz is like I make the house. Like the beats for Dirty are not the beats for Method Man, are not the beats that's, for Raekwon, are not the beats for Jizza, are not true. the beats for a Ghost. That's right. true. Like, he created a universe and then selected who would, like, be in that shit. Right. Whereas Premier's like, the beat I give to Nas could have been the beat I gave to Jay, could have been the beat I gave to Craig David remix, could have been the beat I gave to Fadjo. Except he scratches everybody's name into the beat. True. And But his beats are ready for anyone to rap on. No, yeah. Like, I, you put a premiere beat on right now, someone's going to just start rapping. Right. Like, them sure. shits are, like, scientifically designed to make you rap on that shit. <laughs> a RZA beat is, like, kind of unsettling. Yeah. And there's, like, sounds where you're like, I don't know if I like that sound. Or, like, that one makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Or, like, that bass line's insane and distorted and it doesn't make sense. Right. Now he's too clean. He's, like, he knows too much about music theory and instruments. Like, back then it was, like, his rawness and instincts. Right. And, like, taking right. things that didn't match... And that's the beauty of rap, yeah. where he's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to sit here and play the guitar. I know all the notes. Now I'm going to go to the piano. I know all that. I'm going to pick up a fucking fiddle. I know that too. But there's, no, there's no like... Uh, there's no spontaneity and like... Or dissonance. Yeah. No, like he said on like the... Uh, on like a, on like a podcast, like Grantland or some shit. He talked about like on Assassination Day. He fucking... He made that beat that day because he went to a pawn shop and bought a busted slide guitar because it looked crazy. And he was like, I'm going to make something with this today. So on Assassination Day, he was here. He's like, he bought a busted guitar at a pawn shop that day. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to put that on a song. I don't know how to play it, but. You're like, when you hear it, you're like, what is that shit? Right. That's weird. Yeah. So like him doing that to be free and like go by feelings and going in versus like now he's like, you play the bass like this, please. Mm-hmm. You will sing on this part. Yeah. Okay. I will play the drums machines. He's like he knows too much. It's yeah. like yeah. his him being naive and just and like carrying his experiences into making beats is like to me that's why he's the best. Whereas like Dre was like studio rat. Like I want to make the perfect songs. Okay. Yeah. He's like very meticulous. Like everything has to be like and they sound amazing. Like very neat and clean. Like this needs to be here. Yeah. I like I like the spontaneity of Rosa back there. How much does that have to do with like celebrity though and like being removed from? There's a certain elevation that comes right. with celebrity where you can't you like you can't leave the tower as much right you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like he can't just walk into i mean he could mm-hmm. but it would be chaos walk into like a pawn shop and buy a guitar and make a beat with it right. like you have to sit up in the tower that's, that's why kanye went crazy yeah he's in a tower to sit out in fucking wyoming where there's nobody and yeah and make an album like you're too detached like you're in the clouds right like you don't know what's going on the streets you're like in the clouds somewhere right which is cool for you and your family but like the art suffers. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's a, it's a great question. Like, how do you expose yourself to that shit? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But like, for him, it's like again, like he he instead I always said like he was the best producer, and then he started learning the instruments, and now he's the forty nine thousandth best guitar player in the world. <laughs> like, I don't need that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. he's the one hundred forty first thousandth best piano player in the world. Right. But he was the best producer in the world. Right. Because he didn't know that shit. He was just like, this This is weird. Like, he played everything on um, Protect Your Neck. That's all him playing on keyboard. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of samples. That's him playing. Mm-hmm. Like, not knowing what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. And it's so awesome. You know what I mean? Like, 
But even like Iron Man, like Box of Hand, I don't know what any of those sounds are. I have no clue if they're samples. Winter Wars, I don't know if those are samples or records. I don't know. If he's playing that shit, like, if he is playing, it sounds grimy. Like, mm-hmm. But then like 260, that's that's a, uh, that's an Al Green record. Um, Iron Maiden, that's like a Stax record joint. That's cool. But everything else is like his, he trusts his instincts more. And then mm-hmm. he, but then he was like, well, you can't be, you can't be dirty all the time. And that's when he lost out, you know, Bobby Digital. And that's, right. that's a crazy record too. That's the most problematic album I've ever listened to now. Bobby Digital? <laughs> that can never come out. That can never come out now. There's a song called Domestic Violence. <laughs> Where the girl is just telling him he isn't shit, and he's just screaming. He's saying the most disgusting things that women I've ever heard in that song. Like now mm. as an adult, I'm like wow, it's horrible. Yeah, it's a horrible song. But the beat's hot. The beat's it's a hot <laughs> beat. And he's got the song Holocaust on there too, uh, featuring the rapper Holocaust, who changed which, his name. Yeah, anymore. which can't exist anymore. Right. The song is called well, Holocaust. Can it? Because the alt rap. Look at um, Westside Gun. Hitler wears her. Me and my friends are talking about that. Like, like, he's starting to, like, embrace the Hitler a little too much. Too much. A little too much. I can't, yeah. I can't get into it. Like, I, I've never I get bought... it. Like, it was a play on Devil Wears yeah. Prada. But in the first couple, mm. it was his album, his face on the cover, and now it's, like, Hitler. Everywhere. A lot. Mm. Like, Three eyes and the whole shit. Like, yeah. yeah. And then the first song on Hitler 6, the dude's talking about, like, Jewish people and, like, robbing people, white people, he's going to rob one spot. I was yeah. like... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. people are eating it up. So I know. Well, I mean, he's playing to the he's playing to the the current like environment. Yeah. Uh, which one? The the divisive. I guess. I guess maybe. I guess so. You, you know. Yeah. Like, I just my friends who are Jewish who fuck with him, they're like, it's got a little too heavy on the Hitler stuff now. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of through with that. Oh yeah. my god. You got you got got the six, and you're like, all right, I'm done to cut off. <laughs> yeah. How many? First do you five, need? I'll let you go. Right. Six, six is a wrap for me. There are two songs. I'm just gonna say this. Hit me. There are two songs that I can think of that paint like the clearest picture of poverty that I've ever heard. Okay. One of them is Danny Brown's uh, Wonder, Wonder Bread. Wonder Bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other is all that all that I got is you. Yes. Yeah. Fifteen of us in the three-bedroom apartment, roaches everywhere. Feel every minute of yeah. that. Four it's in the bed, two at the foot, two at the head. I didn't like to sleep with John. Johnny peed the bed. Seven o'clock, plucking roaches at the cereal box. Mm. Some shared the same spoon, watching Saturday cartoons. That's fucked up. I can't really listen to that. It's one. not it's Wonder so Bread. Graphic. Yeah, Danny Brown's is trauma. Yeah, he's been through some shit. That dude. I mean, that, yeah. the whole first half of old is yes. dark. All that is, shit. But, uh, it's on Torture? Torture. Yeah. That's, that's fucked up. That's the that's one. That's way too fucked up. Torture is the one that I was thinking of. Uh, but then there's All That I Got Is You, too, which is like oh. clear as day. Like Yes. Yeah. That joins. And there's no me. like working to interpret no. what he's saying. No, it's, it's clear pretty, as day. Yeah. Mommy wears a toilet paper. Here's the newspaper. Yeah. Lunch held us down like steel. And then with days I had to go to Texas with a note. Stay in Gloria, can I borrow some food? I'm dead broke. So embarrassing, I couldn't stand a knock and they door. My friends might be laughing. I spent stamps in stores. Mommy wears a toilet paper. Use the newspaper. Look, Miss Rose gave us a couch. She's the neighbor. Things was deep. My whole youth was sharper than cleats. Two brothers with muscular dystrophy. Killed me, but I remember this. Mom's a lick of fingertips. So wipe the coal out my eye before. 
before school with a spit Case worker had a running back to face to face I caught a case housing, try to throw us out of our place Sometimes I look up at the stars and analyze the sky And ask myself, was I meant to be here? Why? That was like a radio hit for him. It was. Mm -hmm. It was on the radio, yeah. Which is fucking crazy. It's insane. I understand that daddy's not here now. They put it on a radio because I hook. Because it was Mary Jane. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Because I was on the radio. Oh, I was revisiting a song he did on Bulletproof Wild. Maxine. That's like the first song. Dude, Bulletproof Wild is fucking crazy. He tells the story of a dude who... It's a it's a crackhead mom and her friend, and they have an apartment with like three or four kids that they neglect, and a dude comes in to start whooping her ass because he owes her money, and then like he beats her up in front of kids, and then like he chills and watches TV, and then she gets hot grits, and pours it on like Al Green, then her and the kids start whooping him, stabbing him, and they throw him out the window. Jesus, that's the song. That's the Jesus. song. You have to believe that, that shit is he, crazy. That's a story like that happened somewhere. Like how I know all stories, right. he knows that. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I just did a song for the new Career Crooks record, and it's based off a real story. I had to like stop because I was like, if I do the real story, it's like way too grim. Mm-hmm. I had to like I had to run it by my friends. I was like, listen to this song. Do you think it's good here? Do I should add any more to the story? They're like, no, that's cool. I'm like, okay, because here's how it goes. They're like maybe you should add that. I'm like, no, I actually don't want to. It gets really bloody and dark. It's too dark like yeah. it's too much. For a song. Yeah. And they were like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. All right. But I was like, mm, Ghostface was like, nah. <laughs> it's just putting it all in there. And then he's got a song, uh, Jihad, off of uh, Cuban Links 2, where he says he's got a he's got a young cocaine kid working for him. And the, he's, the dude walks in, and he has the cocaine kid's pregnant girlfriend giving him oral sex. And the dude gets mad and shoots a bullet at Ghostface, and it misses. And Ghostface smacks the shit out of him to be like, I, I was trying to teach you she wasn't trustworthy. What the fuck? And he's like, yo, take my money, go buy me a 40, <laughs> and put some salami on your eye. I don't care if you're 25, you're my son. That's what he says. Uh, that shit is violent. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. That's really unbelievably violent. When you step back at these stories and like think about it, you're like, that's fucked up, though. Like, yeah. Yeah. But do you ever hear a story about him um, with Brett Ratner? No. You ever heard a story about him with the, with the KFC chicken? <laughs> I don't think so. Where he um, said when he did when he did the Triumph video, that was like a million dollar video. Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Special. And Brett Ratner directed it, like before Rush Hour and all that shit. Yeah. So they were in LA doing the Woo Forever album, and then they were in LA doing the Triumph album. So they do the album, they do the video for Triumph, and he, he ends up saying to Brett Ratner, like, yo, is it, like they were hanging out after the video, and he's like, yo, is it cool if I crash you for a little bit? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I have a house in L.A. You could just, like, stay here or whatever. He's like, so, yeah, he would, like, come and go. It was cool. Ghostface, like, hanging out at my house. And he was like, so, like, finally, like, after a week, a week like, the label calls me. like, yo, have you seen Ghostface? <laughs> like, everyone's looking for him. He's like, yeah, he's at my house. And the Steve Rifkin label is like, he's in your fucking house? He's like, yeah. He said, are you okay? He's like, yeah, what do you mean? He's like, 
that guy's a fucking maniac. Like, he's totally insane. He says, like, devils talk to him and shit. You need to get him out of there for your safety. He's like, nah, he's been chilling. Like, he comes and goes. Like, sometimes we eat and kick it. Other times I don't see him. It's cool. And dude's like, yo, get him out of here. Like, I'm, I'm worried for you. Get Ghost out of your house. So he was like, all right. So he hangs up. And he's like, you know, Ghostface came back. They were cool and shit. And then finally Ghostface left. He says, so like, a couple weeks later, like, his dog's in a backyard. And his dog's, like, digging a hole. And he's like, what the fuck's happening? And his dog digs up a whole bucket of KFC chicken. And he was, like, asking around. And he asked Ghostface last time he saw you. I was like, yo, were you eating, like, chicken in my yard? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, no, like, I heard these voices. I just started burying that chicken in your backyard. It's cool, though. I just had some shit going on in my head. <laughs> he had, like, devils in his head. Tell him to bury buckets oh, of chicken. Oh, like, he's, like, actively psychotic. He's actively psychotic. Yeah. Yes. So, Brian Ryder was like, what year? This what is 97. Okay. He, he was on some shit back then. Wow. What, was it like substance-induced Yeah, psychosis. maybe he was... The clinical term. Yeah. He said he dropped acid and shit back in the day. So. Well, when he did, like, Supreme, he went to jail. He was in prison. He never talks about it. He was in prison for, like, a year or two. And then he talks about, like, he doesn't talk about jail because he doesn't want people to think that shit is cool, which is admirable. Yeah. And then he... I think he left jail and then went to Africa. And then he came back, like... And then created Supreme Plateau. Hmm. Like, rapping like nobody ever rapped. Yeah. Ever. But he did, like, a whole, like, spiritual awakening. But was still, like, rapping about street shit. But, like, in right. a very different way. Yeah. But, yeah. That was the only time, like, he wasn't a street guy. Hmm. He was, like, in jail and then in Africa or something. But, like, he feeds all these kids in Africa still. Like... Wow. He's, like, real... He has a very, like, hard relationship with... Like, I think it's, like, guilt and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Could be, yeah. Yeah. Because he's definitely done incredible wild shit. Dude, he met Riz and them because, like, Riz's brother or cousin and him were, like, in a street war. Like, they were shooting at each other's houses and shit. That's how, like, him and Ghost, like, met. <laughs> dude, they were trying to kill each other. Like, their lives are fucking insane, dude. You ever read the Wu books? The Tao of Wu? No. Nah. Their lives were fucked up. Like, crazy shit was happening to all of those dudes growing up. Yeah. It's, like, not, it's not hard to Meth imagine. was, like, the only, like, yeah. normal guy. Like, Meth was, like, selling newspapers on the Statue of Liberty. The rest of them were, like, doing crazy shit. Yeah. Like, you sure. guy was in jail, Deck was in jail, Kappa was in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their lives were bonkers. Rizzo beat a murder charge in Ohio. That's when he's formed Wu-Tang. Okay. Because his mom was like, you have a second chance. You should have been in jail. Yeah. He mm-hmm. was, he was doing, like, doing, his mom was down with the mob. They were, like, doing number running out of his house and shit. It's, this shit is wild, dude. Their lives are bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. Read that book, dude. On top of all the other assignments <laughs> I have given you. Just add it to the before, list before we cancel the show. Yeah, just, just tell my wife, you know. Just give me a month. Yeah. Just, be right. just give me a month. I got shit to do. You Call take, out of work. You take a sabbatical. You take the right. kids. Take some FMLA time. I'm just gonna be in this <laughs> room by myself. Like I understand this now. <laughs> well, Steve, as always, yeah, very enlightening. Yes. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, no it's problem. Been a pleasure. It's really been awesome. appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I'm gonna listen to this one when I wash my dishes. Okay. <laughs> That's when I listen to all your episodes. I'm washing my dishes every night. Dishwashing. Pots. Yeah. We've yeah, got the yeah. right motivating tone to it. Yeah. It's very mm-hmm. relaxing to me. I'll be like, oh, shit, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this has been the next movement with Zilla Rocca. Uh-huh. Our very first guest. Yeah. Been quite an honor. Go check out future former rapper. Give it a spin on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Woo Syndicate, check that. Oh, yeah, Woo Syndicate. A lot of Dark Man Heights of the Century album. Also, if you didn't know, Evidence is a rapper <laughs> in a group called Dilated Peoples. <laughs> and listen to Iron Man again. Iron Man. All right. 
Sweet. Catch you next time. Peace. Peace. I drove around with instrumentals, rhyming off the head. We had to pay for everything. My hip hop is dead. I had to drive to Baltimore and Delaware to flex. The only white boy in the room. My hip hop is dead. I worship Biggie Smalls and I bit inspect the deck. Rap City, VHS, my hip hop is dead. We wanted to be lyrical, we hated on success. We were dumb as shit, my hip hop is dead I was 19 when a couple labels tried to throw me bread Now I'm old as fuck, I own a home and my hip hop is dead I bought the Coco Brothers when they switched from Smith and West Saw my heroes over 40, dog. my hip hop is dead